Well, Merry Christmas. A little different rendition for you. I hope everyone is ready for tomorrow. I know some of you, it's Christmas Eve, so this is one of many things you have to get done before Christmas. For some of you, you are still planning maybe a food menu in your head. You're getting ready to go see family. Any travelers left going to see family yet? Everyone? Okay, got one or two. How many of you have family coming in still for Christmas? Okay, like one or two also. Good. So most of you are settled for uh, Christmas. You're ready to settle in for some food, family, fun, some football, probably some basketball, uh, and a few presents tomorrow. Now, there are some kids who are excited about opening gifts tomorrow, and there are also kids who are hopeful that maybe they'll have a gift tomorrow. And I want to stop and say thank you to those of you right now who either helped with our uh, Adopt-A-Child through the Orphans of Malawi or those who are on foster care. As a church, we got behind uh, a local organization to help provide Christmas for them as well. Thank you for, for doing that because it's going to provide Christmas for children tomorrow who otherwise wouldn't have had it. And for the kids in the room and maybe for your kids, man, they're just, they can't wait to pretend to go to sleep tonight. Because then the tree gets loaded up if it's not already and they get to open the gifts tomorrow. And let's be real, it's not just kids. Some of you adults know how to dream big too. And you've got ideas of what you want for Christmas. Uh, I laugh at a commercial right now, a TV commercial, where one says to the significant other, I want us to match. And they go out to the garage and it's two luxury vehicles. And the whole response is, ah, when my wife says to me, I want us to match, it's usually sweaters. Yeah, it's not luxury vehicles. It's very seldom a Lexus waiting for. So no matter what your Christmas looks like tomorrow, no matter how you may ma- match, I hope you can have a great day. And it's a day that around the world, people are celebrating the same thing. Literally every continent, pretty much m- most major city in the world, they're celebrating the birth of Christ. I've been in church services where it was super traditionally minded and, and everything was as as pulled back and stripped down as possible to celebrate the birth of Christ. I've also been in one Christmas Eve service in particular. It was hip-hop dancing angels and a strobe light above baby Jesus. So we're not going that route today. Um, There's people who always talk about how hectic Christmas gets and they wish they wouldn't get lost and all the busyness. I would say that's pretty much a microcosm of our normal life and that sometimes, many times, we miss God because of how busy our life gets. But Christmas is the one day, hopefully, where you hit pause and can take a moment and enjoy the simplicity of what God has done for us. This message is not gonna be historically overly deep or massive pontifications. I'm not gonna try and overwhelm you with facts. I wanna keep a simple message on the truth of the gospel That's why this year, in spite of everything else that could go on, we're going to keep it simple and we're going to keep it about the baby. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, we're going to read the whole account of Luke's um, uh, telling us about the birth of Christ, and it'll be up on the screens. It says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. 
While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. So we've got these shepherds in the scene. They're out in the fields doing what shepherds do. Remember, shepherds by nature, uh, historically, were kind of viewed as outcasts. It's a dirty job. It stinks. Not a lot of education involved. Not a lot of clout involved in the role. And yet, who do these messengers, who do angels of God show up to? These shepherds. And they bring a message that's clear. And yet, sometimes, just because a message is simple or clear doesn't mean it's easy to comprehend. I have messengers from God telling me about the birth of God in the flesh. And not to go to a castle to see him, not to go to princes or kings, but to a manger. These wise men walk into this very simple, undecorated, in-ornament, in, no decorations. (laughs) They walk into the, literally the definition of simple. Now, they hold on to the message that the angels gave them, which I think is pretty cool because by nature, I think as human beings, we tend to unsimplify things. We take what we see and we either add to it or we ask way too many questions. Case in point, don't raise your hands, but how many of you this year struggled with anxiety or stress over something that we way overcomplicated in our mind? And then when all was said and done, you go, oh, that, that wasn't so bad. These these shepherds walk into this environment. And when it all boils down, they find beauty and they find comfort in the simple truth of the fact that Christmas is the birth of Christ come to earth, our rescuer, our hope, our savior. It's salvation for us. For Joseph and Mary, it was a simple message that was said to Mary first. But that doesn't mean it was easy. It was anything but easy. For these two. Matthew's account gives us a picture of of what goes on with Joseph and Mary. It'll be up on the screen. Matthew 1, 18 through 24. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. 
his mother was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Joseph was a good guy. He wanted to cover Mary, take care of her. Verse 20, it says, But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Now, I want you to think about the life of Joseph and Mary. When Mary thinks of what it's going to be like from a, a young girl on to dream of having a husband and, and having a first child and raising babies and having birthdays, she doesn't picture having this first child not be from her husband and be from God. When Joseph is looking ahead, he's a carpenter, he's probably either working on a house or furniture, putting things together to make it a home for his new bride to find out that this child she's carrying is not his and that it's God's. Sometimes an angel can show up and explain things to you, but that doesn't always make it simple. It doesn't always erase the why. My guess is in a million years, these two would have never picked this to be the way they started their life. In a million years, they never would have dreamed that this was going to be the way they walked into their marriage. Now, in the spirit of a simple Christmas, looking at what Joseph and Mary have gone through and the the simple message of of the Bible, of the birth of Christ, I want to give us uh, just three truths. And I hope they stick The first one is this. The the first one is this Christmas, I'd like us all to stop and realize all we have to be grateful for. All we have to be grateful for is Mary is watching life unfold for her. And then shepherds show up saying we followed a star because angels told us to come this way. Wise men show up a significant time later. And Mary It says she stops, verse 19, and treasures all these things in her heart. The treasure of her heart. When you think of treasure, you think of something highly valued, grateful for, appreciated. Mary treasures this in her heart. I want to challenge you today. Don't wait for things to be perfect or clear before being able to appreciate the moments, the friends, the opportunities, the families that God has blessed you with. There will always be buts or what ifs or that could change. But stop in the moment and recognize all that you've been blessed with. Don't overthink it. Keep it simple and recognize the blessing. Maybe that's your homework tonight. Before you open a gift tomorrow, stop tonight and count the blessings you have. So whatever you get tomorrow is building blessing on blessing. You realize you're already blessed. First, stop and realize the blessings you have. Secondly, realize the simple beauty and blessing of this birth. The shepherds did. 
Once again, they're shepherds. They're out in the fields. They see this baby. Verse 20 says they leave rejoicing. Not because now they can write a book and get rich. Not because now their vlog will get a million hits as people come to hear about this child. They're going back to their everyday life that stinks and deals with sheep and dung. And they sleep on the ground. And they have no respect of people in any city or any other village. But they leave rejoicing. Why? Because they spent time with Jesus. They spent time with the baby. They knew this was God's gift for them. They know this is God's gift for you. God has blessed us. Realize what it means when we do and we see the implications. I can promise it's a life changer. Some of you are in the room. You're here because it's Christmas Eve and your concept of God has put, put God in your relation somewhere between He might like me. He definitely doesn't love me. On a regular basis, I hear people say, God hates me. We wrap our minds around so many circumstantial things, and I want to challenge you, if you want a simple way to see how God feels about you, remember the the manger and remember the cross. Remember the price that Christ was willing to pay. Remember what God was willing to give up to have a right relationship with you to build the bridge that we couldn't to come to earth in bodily form as a baby. Remember the blessing you have in the Christ. Once again, the Messiah, the hero, the purpose, the reason, the Christ child, the Savior has come into the world. His birth was preparation for our rebirth, our new life that we can have because of Jesus. Now here's the third point. It's this, just like in this account, I want to challenge you this Christmas to let the baby steal the show of Christmas. Let the baby steal the show of Christmas. Now, I've heard actors and actresses say they hate working with children and animals because they always steal the show. And when we think about everything else that goes on in Christmas, we can see so many other things. But I want to challenge you to remember there's a baby involved. And when there's a baby involved... Can I have this little guy? Come here, Lincoln. The baby will steal the show. And for just a few minutes, you guys aren't going to hear a word I say. Why? Because this cuteness just totally is going to overwhelm you. If it's between him and me, I lose. Let the baby steal the show this Christmas. You're going to get together tomorrow, and you're going to talk about work, and you're going to talk about finances, and you're going to talk about the Packers' defense. I get it. I am too. Let's win the North. We already did. We're going to do all this stuff, but can we stop and remember that the baby steals the show? It's about the baby. It's about the life that we have because of Christ. And not only that, let's take on ourselves. Let's take on the the innocence the simplicity of thinking and mind, to not overthink the political ramifications or the religious standard. Uh-uh. Let's have the mind of a child. The Bible says that we can all have the heart and the mind of a child. Let's get that for you, okay? There you go. You're going to need that. This Christmas. Oh, I like this one. <laughs> this Christmas. Let's keep it simple. Thanks, guys. And let's let the baby steal the show. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Father, we thank you for life. And we thank
thank you for your son, and we thank you for the life that we can have because of him. Man, it's so easy to get caught up in so many other things, and we doubt, and we're full of fear, and we look for what we want. But this Christmas, God, I pray that we can have a simple heart and remember to say thank you. Help us to not overthink it and to live a life of gratitude. In Christ's name we pray, amen.